Last time, we talked about how Napoleon was finally defeated and sent into exile, where he would eventually die. But what happened after the reign of Napoleon? After Napoleon was defeated in 1815, people from all the major nations of Europe met together at a conference in Vienna, Austria to deal with the aftermath of Napoleon's reign. Now, dominating this conference in Vienna were five nations. And these nations' armies and influences were really, really strong. So they were called the Great Powers. Four of the Great Powers, which were Austria, Prussia, Russia, and Great Britain, had always been allied against Napoleon. The fifth nation, France, well, that was Napoleon's nation. And even though Napoleon had fell, France still remained a great power. Now, the goal of this conference was to prevent a future Napoleon, basically, to prevent French aggression, to prevent all these nations from being taken over again. It was to maintain peace by a balance of power from each nation and to restore the old form of governments in all of the different nations. And in that case, it would be monarchy. Now, the leaders of these quote-unquote four great powers, which were Great Britain, Austria, Prussia, and Russia, the four great powers didn't include France, they were very, very fixated on restoring the balance of power that had existed before Napoleon came into power. So this balance of power would only be achieved if all of these great powers were of almost virtually equal strength. And so they discussed and there was a series of treaties and agreements and compromises and eventually these leaders were able to achieve their goals of peace, stability, equal power. And they pledged and they came together and said that no ruler would ever again dominate Europe like Napoleon had. Now the people at Vienna also had something else in mind. They wanted to prevent the spread of democracy. They thought that a monarchy, where there was a monarch and this queen, was the best form of government. And this power would belong either to a monarch or to a small wealthy elite. So they were flexible. The power didn't just need to be to one person. It could be to a small group of people. But the French Revolution, with its ideals of democracy, equality, they didn't like that. And the problem was the French Revolution had really touched millions of people in all kinds of countries. They had seen the French Revolution and they had started to want democracy. These were people who were under the rule of absolute monarchs, absolute tyrants. Now, not just the French Revolution had sort of inspired change, but so had the United States of America. The United States of America had just come into power and very recently, it had just become a country very recently, and the United States of America was democratic. So the United States of America symbolized another way to run a government that didn't need to be ruled by kings, princes, monarchies. So the great powers feared that there would be some kind of uprising. So they wanted to contain it and stop the spread of democracy. Another big problem was France seeking revenge. Now, France had seen its beloved Napoleon so-and-so taken down, 
and people were afraid they were going to seek revenge. So the other nations made some serious demands on France. So France accepted the idea of a balance of power. And this was partly because that recognized France as one of the great powers itself. And all five great powers agreed that the former rulers who had uh, been disposed by Napoleon should come back. So that's something that they made France do. So in France, Louis XVIII returned as king. Remember, Louis XVIII was king, then Napoleon for a short time came back to power. So now he's being restored to uh, being king. Now, although these people at the Congress of Vienna wanted to restore the old order and wanted to maintain stability, change was all around them. And change meant revolution. <laughs> 